Hola, hello, bienvenido, and welcome. My name is Annette Perel. I'm a proud Afro-Latina of Panamanian descent and a doula for over 17 years and mom of a son. I created this podcast to help connect people to other Black, Latino, and Indigenous people in the birth field. I also want my listeners to hear birth stories directly from the parents who experience them. Welcome to the Clear Birth Podcast. It's not that chiropractic is going to help you get pregnant, but I think if you do a multi-integrative approach to your body for care and wellness, you're just creating a happier environment to house a baby. On today's episode, I'm speaking with Dr. Haroon Arefi. He is a chiropractor. I have been going to a chiropractor for many years and know firsthand the benefits I've experienced. I wanted more people to know how chiropractic care can benefit their daily lives, including pregnant women. I hope you enjoy the show. Today, I'd like to welcome Dr. Haroon, who's a chiropractor. Let's jump into the show. Hello, hello. Hello. What career did you want to do when you were in grade school, high school, and college? Uh, I would say grade school and high school. I was definitely had hoop dreams like like the young basketball players do. You think you're going to go to the NBA. <laughs> I really thought, you know. And then you, as you get older, towards the end of high school, I was like, All right, I just got to get to college. Yeah. You know, and I ended up going to college. I'm from San Diego. I grew up in San Diego and went to San Diego State. And even then, I still love playing basketball. And then it kind of changed to like, oh, maybe I can play overseas. You know, that's mm-hmm. kind of like second tier, third tier. Mm-hmm. And I ended up playing actually for Afghanistan's national basketball team oh, wow. for a while. But during that time and in college, I started realizing, I was like, okay, I need to know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. It's not, basketball's not forever. And I just kind of, it was really tough kind of deciding, but I felt myself like an affinity for staying around, you know, movement in general. And so I was leaning towards physical therapy, actually. So I was really going towards that initially mm-hmm. before I went into chiropractic. So that's kind of where st- things started to change as far as in college, like going into actual career, mm-hmm. what I wanted to do. But growing up, it was always like playing basketball. basketball. Yeah. Yeah. You have the hype for it. Yeah. It was, just, it, was just, it was just in me. It's still in me sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... What about, what about, was it the basketball that led into physical therapy because you received physical therapy from basketball or was it just, what was it about? That? Yeah, I think just being an athlete of any kind, it's just something that comes with being an athlete. Like you have to take care of your body, you know, be very mindful of what you're putting in, what you're doing, and it has to be consistent and rehab becomes part of that. So yeah, I, on and off, I would have to do different things. When you're young, you just kind of you know, you get hurt, you just kind of go back out there. And at that time, I don't know, I didn't know, I didn't know anything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, so I was just like trying to play. I wasn't just like, I wasn't following any like real methods of care, mm-hmm. you know, but I think it did lead me into that because I think I even remember being in China and we, we went to go get treatment and just seeing them work, it was so different from what we do in the U.S. too. I just felt different. Like everything felt different, but seeing athletes getting taken care of, and that just kind of also like encouraged me to keep following that. So yeah. So then, how did physical therapy lead into chiropractic? <laughs> it's kind of a financial thing, actually. Initially, because I got hurt, uh, hurt my back, hurt my back in school, transferring a pa- like a person. I used to do this lab where I would work help a person post stroke. So okay. a post stroke patient. He was a big guy, so I'd have to help him out of his wheelchair into his like seat to do exercises. But I didn't know much about technique. 
yet. I was still, and I'm tall, so it's like easier to injure your back when you're yeah. tall. So um, hurt my back, and then it cost a lot to go to physical therapy at that time. And I was just a broke college kid, so somebody I don't even know who recommended it to me. To be honest, uh, someone's like, "Why don't you go to a chiropractor?" And I was mm-hmm. like, "I was like, I have no idea what they're gonna do." Uh, it's just like. This is early. Like, there's no, like, real social media. I guess Instagram may have started. Okay. But it wasn't, like, stuff was going viral to, like, see these TikTok videos yeah. these days with, like, Kairos yeah. and stuff. So I was like, all right, I'll give it a chance. I can afford it. You know? It really did help me. So that, and even in that moment, it hadn't really hit to, like, transition to that mm-hmm. because I didn't really like the chiropractor uh-huh. himself. <laughs> he helped me. I liked what he did for me. But mm-hmm. himself, I just felt like I was just, like, another just like another person, a check in a sense. Yeah. Um, very salesy in a way. Mm. I didn't really like him as the experience, but it allowed me to get back on the court and go play and practice and compete. So I was grateful. So, you know, fast forward, I'm like applying to physical therapy schools. This is like after I'm done with college and um, I got rejected once and then I got rejected twice, like different cycles. So after the second time, I'm like, man, like depressed you know because you know you just hit a wall and you feel like there's nowhere else to go Mm -hmm. it's like this is my goal so like what am I supposed to do so I don't know I was like I was working at a physical therapy clinic and one of my coworkers was actually um going already to chiropractic he was about to go Mm -hmm. and he was he kind of reminded me hey why don't you check out chiropractic school and I was like Oh shit! Like I didn't even think about that, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then I thought I remember, like I had been to a chiropractor, mm-hmm. you know, and I remember kind of like how the guy made me feel. So I was like, ah, I don't know. So let me research it. But it seemed to like kind of fall in line more in a lot of ways because I feel like chiropractic is a little more I don't want to say independent, but kind of independent, entrepreneurial in a okay. sense. Whereas physical therapy, especially at that time, you rely a lot on MDs mm-hmm. to kind of funnel you like people and patients because they need referrals yes. most of the time. Things have changed a little bit now depending on the state you're in. But that was kind of something I felt like, I just don't like feeling constricted, yeah. you know. So I was like, all right. So I started like looking at schools and that's when I started like making that transition really. Mm-hmm. And I realized that it's really the same realm you know it's health it's healthcare in a sense it's wellness it's just a little different and a lot of and chiropractors do a lot of rehab corrective exercise too mm-hmm. so for me it was kind of like a nice balance so for those who don't know explain like what is chiropractic care because most people are like they crack your neck yeah yeah, yeah. basically that's what i get all the time, all you, don't, the time. you don't understand how many times <laughs> you're gonna break my bones <laughs> you know how many times people ask me Yo, you know, like in the movies, can you like break somebody's <laughs> neck and kill them? I was like, nah, nah, man. You know how impossible that is? Like our human bodies are designed a certain way. Like mm-hmm. it's like perfect. Like the way how resilient our bodies are. It's like, nah, it's not going to happen. But chiropractic care. So there's a lot that goes into it besides just what you see on mm-hmm. these videos. But what you see in the videos typically is a, a chiropractic adjustment. So what the main purpose is like inducing motion to mm-hmm. joints. And with that, you tend to hear, it's like a byproduct, you hear these popping sounds. Yeah. It could be louder, it could be not as loud. You might not hear any and, sound. Yeah. Yeah. So it just depends. But that's not the goal, mm-hmm. right? It does give you some satisfaction. And it's just gas being released in the joint. So okay. every joint has a joint capsule and gas kind of forms and releases and that causes. So when you crack your knuckles and mm-hmm. stuff like that, it's just that. So I always start off with that, okay. like with people who's never been and they come mm-hmm. to my office. And they have questions like, let me tell you this first. 
I, I, I have to educate. Like, it's so imperative because, one, it just helps people understand what's actually happening. Two, it calms them down if they're a little nervous. Yes. Like, okay, I'm not about to possibly die in here. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And also it helps them to be relaxed because in order to get an adjustment, if you're stiff, it just makes exactly. it a little bit harder. It right? makes it a lot harder. Yeah. It's just need that split second of um, that guarding to go down. Mm-hmm. And that's tough for a lot of people. A lot of people... I see, like, they're mentally telling themselves to relax, but it's very difficult because depending on their current situation, life, their past traumas, right, the body, like, takes that all in, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's a lot of times, you know, people are just tense all the time. Yeah. But, yeah, and and there's other stuff. There's, like, mobilization. The adjustment is actually a mobilization. Mm -hmm. So there's different grades of mobilization. So it's up to grade five. So grade five is what a chiropractor is specialized in. Okay. I also do grade four, which is not as fast and deep. So grade four, up to grade four, a lot of physical therapists will do. Okay. And even some physical therapists know how to do some grade fives. But that's why we specialize in it because, you know, that's just what we do. So if someone is not really... I feel like someone's not needing of that grade five, like a typical one, Mm -hmm. or there's something in their history that would hold me back from doing that, Mm -hmm. then I can do other stuff. So there's grade four mobilizations. There's a lot of soft tissue mobilization, manual techniques with my hands. I use a lot of different tools, cupping, you know, all these different things. There's so many different modalities. Yeah, modalities and different types of care that fall into the umbrella of chiropractic care that people don't really realize. And then there's the corrective exercise part because that's what's really going to help sustain over time, mm-hmm. the results. So I talk about that. There's a lot of chiros out there that don't treat like that. Yeah. But there are a lot that do. Yeah. And for full transparency, I found you. You're in my neighborhood and right. you treated myself and my son. And part of what made your practice a little different was that of specializing in mobilization because we had been getting adjustments for years. But you know, my son has, I call him giant syndrome. Like, you know, he grows, he's tall. He's a big kid. He's man. a very big kid <laughs> big for kid. his age. So he has these growing pains. He grows really fast. And so you were able to help him with a lot of mobilization, which is not something we were getting before um, in chiropractic care, which made it really special. So who is chiropractic not for? I would say very few because, like I said, there's not just one type of treatment, mm-hmm. right? But if you want to talk about those specific adjustments, like the neck adjustment that you that people typically see, yeah. there is a population, certain people that I wouldn't, you don't, there's contraindications for it, right? Okay. So someone who's, let's say, had a stroke in the past. Okay. You know, cardiovascular issues, if they have arterial disease, mm-hmm. right? Because now you're putting pressure on certain parts of the internal body. So if they're already you know, compromise in some sort, in some way, you don't want to add extra stress to those areas. So that's why it's so important on like the exam days to like get a full health history, mm-hmm. get an idea who they are, what's happened to them in the past, mm-hmm. right? Stuff like that. It's very important. So, um, or someone with bone disease, obviously too, right? Because we're moving a lot of joints, you know, osteoporosis, like severe osteoporosis, even though I still treat people with mm-hmm. that. But like specific specific things, yeah. yeah. And then there's different things, like depending on the table you have, there's drop tables that allow you to do an adjustment with like less force. Mm-hmm. So those are things I use a lot for those type of patients. What about people with scoliosis? I see a lot of scoliosis okay. patients. Yeah. Doesn't mean, I tell people all the time, you can live perfectly great life with scoliosis, yeah. right? There's different, it's a, it's a range, mm-hmm. right? Some people have very mild, I'll say a majority of people have mild, okay. I think, that I've seen. And then, you know, to moderate and then to severe. People with severe, it's a little different, obviously, because mm-hmm. really changing their daily life. Because yeah. if they're really 
doing bad, you know, they might might even be looking into other interventions. But I definitely treat those all uh, yeah. people with all the time. Yeah, it's not a problem. You know, when it comes to to treatment and care, how do you formulate your care? Is it just individual care, or is it like based off of you know everybody gets this particular treatment? Right. So there's protocols, of course, just like in any healthcare profession. So if someone comes in and they're in like severe pain, let's say they had an injury like that week, the night before, there is like a protocol of like, all right, we need to get you in more frequently right now. Mm-hmm. So maybe two, three times a week, right? Because we're also trying to avoid certain things. If you're coming to a chiropractor, the whole point is like, at least if you're coming to see me, it's like a holistic thing, right? So we're not trying to use opioids not trying to use these like pills that like people tend to get yeah and we're just kind of used to using so that's why we want to increase the frequency initially so at that point yeah we're coming in more frequent and then we taper down so there is somewhat of a like protocol in a sense for like kind of like umbrella protocol but then yeah there might be some cases where a lot of people respond differently so faster or slower if the pain is chronic usually it's like a slower like response time because they've dealt with it longer. That's just like a general rule. But if it's something brand new, usually we can get things to calm down pretty quickly. Then we can kind of taper down. So it does, it's like a little bit of both. It's like individualized, but also there is like a protocol in place for certain things. I was thinking about like, there are certain factors when it comes to chiropractic care and going in to see a chiropractor. What should people look for when they're, choosing a chiropractor i don't want to tell people what you should i guess i'm thinking of it in a different way i'm thinking about what i would do but mm-hmm. um i think personally i think you should find someone who is willing to do kind of all three facets which is like an adjustment right chiropractic adjustment soft tissue mobilization and corrective exercise i think if you're just going in just adjustment i just think it's not you're not getting the most out of it okay so I think finding offices or centers that offer that, whether it's the chiropractor doing it all or they have a team of people that allow you to do all those things. So a lot of times you see chiropractors team up with massage therapists, mm-hmm. physical therapists. I personally work with both of those providers. Also, you'll see a lot of acupuncturists work with chiros. What else? We have a nutritionist. So speak a little bit about your company and, and what... What makes you stand out? Like, I know what makes you stand out from other chiropractors. So, right. you know, what? Right, right, right. T- talk to your company about how you brought your company together and your company's name and, and so all of that. That place you came to actually is, um. so that's a private practice owned by someone else. Mm-hmm. And it's called Living Well Balanced. It's up in Upper West Side. And yeah, it's just like, it's like a wellness center, basically, right? Pretty full full-blown wellness center. So chiropractors, physical therapists, nutritionists, personal trainers, massage therapists, stretch therapy. So it's like you got so many different options. Mm-hmm. Occupational therapy now. So different services, and we all work under one roof. So that's really important in New York, obviously. Yeah. You don't want to be running around the city. Exactly. It's easy to get everything done. So it just allows you to be very integrative, collaborative. Mm-hmm. And that helps really give the patient like a very specialized plan yeah. right mm-hmm. and care and you just feel taken care of like when you have a team of people it feels good yeah you know so i always go back to like my first interaction i was like i didn't like feel like great about it yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. so like you want to go somewhere where you feel good about going and that's i feel like that's the culture we kind of create there so that's there and then i also work down in union square with the good brother tim gray at gray wellness mm-hmm. yeah this is new i haven't talked to you about yes. this uh, <laughs> 
So you should definitely check him out. Uh, he's a great dude. He's been down there for like eight years. Okay. And he's massage therapist, stretch therapist, like the OG, like knows so much. And he has other massage therapists working there as well. Mm-hmm. He has Dr. India there, acupuncturist, Reiki as well. Brittany's there. She's doing Reiki. So energy healing, acupuncture, massage therapy, stretch therapy. And then I started, you know, doing some work with them as well recently. And it's all BIPOC, BIPOC right. owned and ran. So And that was important to me because I when I met I you, you told me, yeah. I, that yeah. was one of the things that was really important to me. Which to definitely someone. definitely hit it to my heart. I was appre- I was very appreciative and gra- grateful, honestly. Because that was the first time someone like actually like said it. Because yeah. I know people come in and do it. Yeah. But like someone actually like said it to me. So I was like, and for me that's important because I do the same thing. Like when I'm looking for a provider, mm-hmm. it's important to me. Yeah. You know, no matter what kind of provider, like if I can find someone who's able and somewhat in the, in the range yeah. of looking like me or understanding something, you yeah. know, that I've gone through, it's helpful, you know. Um, I think it's super important. Those kind of spaces are super important. And that's why great wellness is something like I'm really happy to like start. Yeah, doing. I'll have to check them out. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's really exciting. Because no, I, I, when I spoke to you, I told you initially that I was looking for chiropractors of color and it was so hard specifically to yeah. find yeah. chiropractors of color. And, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Make me think back. Yeah, school was not a lot of people. Yeah. Not a lot of people of color in school. So. And as I mentioned, too, my cousin is a chiropractor, but he lives in Atlanta. And I was like, I could have interviewed him. But I was like, I want someone local because I want yeah. people. I want to connect people. Right. To chiropractic care, because I found it over the years to be hugely beneficial for me. And, you know, not just being a doula, but outside of doula work, I also found that just regular you know, um, day to day of like, you know, I start running and then I realize, oh, my knee problems aren't because of my just my knees. It's a it's nah, a byproduct. So there's a lot of different things going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. I found that very very exciting, and and I'm glad that I found you. Appreciate so tell it. me tell me a little bit about what do you love about chiropractic care? What I love, yeah. I think one of the things I love is like it allows you to really. One, you to help people. Mm-hmm. Number one, like for me, it's like impact in any like manner is important in my life. So, you know, whether it's on a large scale or small scale. So I think that number one, so you get to impact people's lives, just even if it's like a little like I feel better, mm-hmm. like that's important. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes me feel good about doing this kind of work. I think that's number one. Like it's, it can be very instant, yeah. which is also great because mm-hmm. like they get off the table feeling so much better a lot of the time or and it can be not or but and it can also be like a more longer term kind of feeling better Mm -hmm. so not just like a quick kind of feel good but also like over time you know you get to build you also get to build like good relationships like i would have never met you right yeah so like it's a relationship builder too Mm -hmm. i think relationships are super important and just in a lot of different ways Uh, obviously like when it comes to just networking or just in general just being a human being you know so i think those are the things that like i really gravitate towards Mm -hmm. as far as like what it gives me but yeah yeah i know in my work i i refer a lot of people to chiropractic care because of the webster technique i know we talked about it you don't do the webster technique but even outside of the webster webster technique can you explain a little bit about what the Webster technique is and then also explain that even if you don't do it, yeah. how chiropractic care is beneficial for pregnant women? Yes. So in chiropractic school, we get taught different things about pregnancy, pregnancy in general, but also treating pregnant pregnant women. So Webster technique, although I'm not 
someone that you should quote me on this. But however, I just know that like they are specialized mm-hmm. in treating pregnant women. And it's just helping what happens in pregnancy. And you obviously know this is like there's a lot of there's a lot of things changing, right? So yeah. And with that, a lot of physiological physiological changes and just anatomical like yes. stuff are moving. So pelvis getting moved out of place, your low back, you know, all these different things. More weight added, so you just posture is so different. Yeah, center uh, of gravity changes. Yeah, the completely. way you sit is different. Mm-hmm. The amount of time you sit in is different. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in different positions you're in, it's like changing as the pregnancy goes on. Yeah. Right. So someone of Webster technique can definitely take you, uh, can be with you throughout that whole process, obviously, and know how to, you know, address certain things that maybe I don't, but I know that I can still help with just the same modalities and chiropractic care that I normally do. There's just like little things I modify. So depending on where you're at in the pregnancy. So I have someone right now, actually, she can't lay face down anymore. I forget how many weeks they can't lay face down, but there's a point where they're not supposed to lay face mm-hmm. down anymore. Mm-hmm. So so we just modify. I do a lot of things on the side, face up, and it's just as effective, right? And then there's pregnancy pillows for chiropractic tables too, so that allows them to lay face down because it has a big dip in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's still comfortable. Also for the breast because the breasts get tender. Yes. All these things. So there's so many different things. Like It's not like just the door shuts and yeah. you can't do anything because there's so much paid in like being pregnant you've had a child so you know yeah so and it just changes and it's different from person to person people come with different um some people get really swollen feet some people just have really bad hip pain or back pain sciatic pain all of the you know all of the above even so it's just different case to case but chiropractors should be able to help you with the symptoms at least you know the pregnancy is going to go on no matter what so you just do our best to like help you and i actually read a research article recently that was talking about Standard obstetric obstetrics care, mm-hmm. which I don't even know what they do standard for obstetrics for like pregnancy. I'm not really sure, but and then they compare that to like that plus chiropractic care throughout the course of the pregnancy. Yeah, and it just shows like it's like overwhelming evidence that like it's better. They have like way less pain mm-hmm. if they're doing chiropractic care with whatever else they're doing. Did it? Did the did the study mention their labors at all? Did it mention? No, it did okay. not. No, that would, I would that'd have been be curious interesting, about actually. That. Yeah. yeah, because I know that for for me, when I recommend chiropractic care and also pelvic floor therapy, yeah, that really is beneficial for aligning yes. the baby and the body. I think more people should collaborate. That's what yes. I think I want to say, and it's okay. Like I don't care about doing everything myself. Mm-hmm. You know, like people have to like. It's just like you gotta have less egos. Like it's okay if you can't do everything. Yeah. Because certain states will allow chiros to do, like, a lot, actually. So you can do it. Like, even, like, Oregon will let you deliver a baby. Really? Yeah. So As a chiropractor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. They let you do, I mean, obviously, I think you do a little extra training, but yeah. you're allowed to do it. That, you can do minor surgery there, like, like some, like, minor surgery, like, stuff removal stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't even take those labs. Like, I was like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm not even going to be here. Like, exactly. But, like. So my point is, like, you can, but to me, it's like, I'd rather give that to someone that's been doing that. Yeah. You know? So to me, like, having a public floor therapist around um, is great, you know? Or knowing doulas, yeah. you know? Like, these kind of relationships are important when you're trying to help somebody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. So when should someone come and see someone, when should someone start chiropractic care? Should it be before they get pregnant? And then how late can they come once they're pregnant? Right. I think people need to first understand that chiropractic care is, can be a preventative care, not just a, like a reactive palliative yes. care. 
So even if you're not pregnant and you just like the amount of stuff we do to our bodies is wild, right? Yeah. Like even if you got a desk job, like that's wild. Mm-hmm. Like you just sitting there posture sh- like shit. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Right. So yeah. it's just like we don't realize how much we're really doing to our bodies until there's like that alarm going off. But there's like signs that just have to be a little more aware. And I tell people this all the time. It's like, treat yourself like a car. And I know people in New York don't really drive like that. Yeah. I'm from Cali. So <laughs> treat yourself like a car. It don't matter if you're a Tesla or old ass, like 99, whatever. Volkswagen. You know, yeah. it yeah. don't really matter. You still got to put maintenance on it. Yes, that's true. You got to put gas. You got to put the oil. You got to change the tires, whatever. So it's the same concept with your body. You get one body in this life. So take care of it. Mm-hmm. So I treated, I've treated some people before pregnancy because they want to get pregnant. And it's not that chiropractor is going to help you get pregnant, but I think if you do a multi-integrative approach to your body for mm-hmm. care and wellness, you're just creating a happier environment to house a baby. Some people have trouble getting pregnant, right? Yes. A lot of times it could be so many different factors, stress, mm-hmm. whatever. So like the more you can do to kind of help your body just be in like a good place, I think the more chances you have of, you know, housing and like, you know, giving a good space for that baby. As far as pregnant women, you can start as early as you get pregnant yeah. and then go all the way basically towards then as, l- as much as you can move and get to the office, right? Yes. So there's no real, like, limit there. Again, things change depending on, like, if you can lay on your stomach, all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. like I mentioned, but you should be fine. And in post as well once you're, you know, ready after the yeah. after you give birth and all that, yeah. And so let's, I think the biggest barrier for chiropractic care a lot of times has to do with insurance Oh, that's like all healthcare, yeah. All healthcare. Especially like, yeah, mm-hmm. especially something like that where it's like it doesn't feel necessary, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. Uh, I think a lot of people deal with that. And I've had a interesting journey the last couple of years mm-hmm. talking to people about who don't have insurance yeah. and then having to pay out of pocket for Cairo and whatever services. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like when you don't really come from money, it's hard to tell people to spend their money. Yes. So especially when they're saying like, I don't know, I can't do that. I can't afford it. Like, mm-hmm. And then you just feel like, I understand that. Yes, you know? totally. But it is, it's, it's, it's an obstacle. One, healthcare system is not great, right, in general. So, but we have what we have. So it, I just feel like we just allow our insurance to dictate what we're going to do. Unfortunately. Which, yeah, which is not, yeah. it's not great. It's not cool at all. And I tell people this a lot too. It's like, you can't look at this as like a purchase. Yes. It's not you buying some shoes. Mm-hmm, like, okay, I won't buy mm-hmm. those shoes. I don't need them. Yes. It's like, nah. Yeah. This is like an investment in your body. Mm-hmm. And I heard someone I met before, her name is Ash. She told me like, it was in relation to something else, but it, it like I use it for chiropractic now. But it's basically like, you got to pay your body rent, right? I like that. So it's like, you know, you pay, you'll do whatever to pay the rent. Mm-hmm. But like, what about yourself? Like, you got to pay your rent, you know, for you. So... Again, you get one body, so you're renting this body right mm-hmm. now. So it's the same thing. So I know I encourage people, like, I get it. If you really don't have it, I understand. But there's a lot of things you can do on your own yeah. to, like, give yourself some care, right? So if you really can't afford it, then do the stuff on your own. Stretch, move, meditate, whatever, you know. There's so much. But if you need a professional, like, you have to allocate some kind of, like, me money, yes. you know? Because that's the other thing. Like, people just don't prioritize themselves. No. I I will agree with they that. They do not prioritize themselves. And I get it. It's like one, two, three is like, you know, job, family, not in this order, but like family, job, whatever, something else maybe. And and then it's like maybe them after that. Maybe. So, well, what, maybe, yeah. right? So it's like 
Of course, you're not going to pay. Of course, you're not going to do nothing. Of course, you're going to find reasons not to go if that's what your priority is. But once you start to move yourself up that list, you'll start to see like, all right, like I actually need this. I need to give this to myself. And then once you start doing that, it just, it has this like ripple effect of how you are in these other things. Yes. Right. So like, you know, being with your family, like you got to be good so that you can be good with your family, you know, or you got to take care of your body so you can do what you do at work, Mm -hmm. you know. I was telling you all this. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> right? You was hurting. I was. I was. Yeah, so. I was uh, a, a lot, and <laughs> you know, the little the care that I did get was really beneficial yeah. and helpful. I mean, I find that I find chiropractic care to be a necessity, and and it is true what you say that it people don't prioritize it or prioritize care. Like we can we can be like I'm gonna go get my manicure yeah. every week, yeah. but no one says I'm gonna go get my yeah. chiropractic yeah. care and forego something else. Yeah. You know, I I try to as much as possible tell my clients to they should really look into it, and I always give them referrals for it. And it's hard to explain to people who have never had chiropractic yeah. care, like the benefits of it. But I also, I, I don't, I don't discourage my, you know, I, yeah. I still continue to speak to them about it and tell them like, you, you have to, you want, you want X, you should do X, Y, and Z. I think more people are coming to it. I think yeah. in general, people are coming to more conservative therapy anyway. Mm-hmm. Eastern medicine too. I mean, chiropractic was around before. Who knows where exactly. it's been everywhere. It yeah. just wasn't called chiropractic, you know. But I think more people are coming. But yeah, I, I do agree. I think it's difficult for like someone else to like, hey, telling their family members. Like, I was like, ah, whatever, you know. Yeah. But slowly but surely, I appreciate you still yeah. trying to get people. to No, come. definitely. <laughs> I'm always. I'm. I'm a. I'm a big proponent of care that is not centered around traditional medicine because I find that traditional medicine a lot of times it's more prescriptive and we've had this conversation yeah. right every you give it a pill take this medicine but it's not about the cure and how our bodies really are meant to cure and cure, heal heal yeah um themselves and how beneficial all we have to do is just like help it a little bit it's just reactive too yeah. I think we've built a a society where we just we think that we should wait till it's so bad. And then. And then. Yeah. And then because you wait. And the reason you're waiting is because you still have to go. Like, man, we work so hard in this country. Like, it's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. people just go to work no matter what. <laughs> and that's, it's not their fault. It's like because they're really fearing, like, losing their job or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. But we've built, like, a society over time, of, like, over how, whatever, how many years, that we just react to, like, the pain as opposed to, like, pre- like a preventative model. Yeah. Like, just taking care of yourself is essential, you know, in general. So... I hope we can move into that direction, you know, more. So what would you like to see? What would you like to see chiropractic care? How would you like to see? What changes would you like to see in chiropractic care? I think more exposure to... So not a lot of MDs have exposure to chiropractic in general. So, like, I don't, like, fault them for, like, if someone I see is seeing their MD and they say something like, oh, don't go see him. That's happened before. Yeah. You know, I don't fault them. It's just they're not taught properly to like know what exactly we do. They're not educated. Yeah. And how we can assist in whatever's going on. Mm -hmm. It's not about me taking someone else's patient. Mm -hmm. Care about that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think the, the person should have as much on many people on their team as they can. Right. So it's more about them know other professions knowing like what we can do to help the situation. Yeah. You know, I think I feel like that would be a great change. Yeah, the whole insurance, that's a whole other thing, like just insurance care for like chiropractic and other things. I would like to see more people of color just in the profession. And I think slowly it is, but 
it's definitely dominated, mm-hmm. you know, by white people. And where I went to school was just Oregon, which is like 70% white. Yeah. So, you know, it's coming. But there, there's definitely like some leaders, not going to say leaders, but like people coming up in the space. And that's why at Gray, Tim Gray is like, we talked a lot about this, about connecting all these people of color who are like healers. Yeah. Because there are so many of us. Yes. But we're just kind of like... Out we're, there. we're sporadic. Yeah, we're, we're we're sprinkled all around. We don't really know who else is here. Yeah. So it's like connecting those people is, I think, is super important because then it allows that to be seen more by whoever else is trying to come up into that field. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, check him out. <laughs> check okay. out I definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely out. will. Yeah. I definitely will. Yeah. So now we'll move on to the next segment of this, which is Daily Inspiration. And this segment, I, 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 I love so much just because we get to talk about things that we love. Like, so what brings you joy? You know, things are always ever changing. Yeah. So right now, like little things. So taking care of my plants. I got a lot of house plants right oh, now. Oh, really? I'm a plant person now. What kind of plants <laughs> you know, do you have? I'm, I'm slowly getting to it. But, uh, man, I don't know the proper names, but, <laughs> but I have a fern okay. that is like my baby because mm-hmm. I had it from like, like when it was a little baby. So Those are hard. Those are yeah, hard to grow I'm from so babies. Happy. It's thriving right now. So yeah. we named him Fernando. Fernando. Yeah, because it's a fern. And then I have this bigger, I think it's called like a corn husk. It's kind of like, looks like a tropical like palm in a sense. Okay. The thicker like trunk. Mm-hmm. That one's doing well too. So I have one of those. It's pretty tall. And then I just bought a few other plants, like an orchid, which I've never taken care of. Orchids are challenging. We'll talk about those yeah, later. They're, yeah. they're very fickle. So need we'll, a lot of sun, we'll humidity. See that, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I challenged myself with that. And then I got a few succulents, um, too. Those are also hard, I find. The succulents are not my thing. Yeah. The succulents just give me like, that piece of home because I'm from, from San Diego. So yeah. Like, it just gives me that. Like, back home, my dad does a lot, all the gardening. And um, our backyard, front yard is packed. There's so many different. Yeah, so I just I just have a few, and I find joy in like it's like grounding to take care of them, repot them, yeah, stuff like that. I still play basketball, like not during Ramadan Ramadan right now, but usually play basketball like once a week or so. Mm-hmm. So that still gives me a lot of joy to get out there, you know, around some young guys. And yeah, <laughs> feel slow, but it's all good. And yeah, I think those are the, the main things. I'm, I'm really enjoying spring right now, even though we're having some. Whatever this is, weather. This is winter. Like spring just laid down and went back to sleep. Yeah. This is not. I was enjoying that one week where it felt like spring. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so totally. like those transitions, uh, I really appreciate. Okay. Uh, and I'm enjoying those. Yeah. And what's your favorite scent? I'm burning a lot of sage right now. Mm. Um, Palo Santo too. Like those scents are like, I feel like I always have those around. Cleansing and clearing. Yes. I always have those around. Very much so. There's another one. There's a Middle Eastern thing called Bakhur. Mm. And... I don't even know what that thing comes from, to be honest. But you does, how does it smell? Is it musky? It's more of a yeah, musky. Yeah, yeah, it's more musky. It's, it's beautiful. Okay, uh, and it just fills the home. You have it in incense, or do you have it? It's in, like a little. I don't even know what to crystals call it. that burn it's on something. The, you put it on a coal. A coal. Yeah, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and you just burn yeah. it. Yeah, and yeah. Okay, I'll put you on. I'll put you on. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I, I love to try new scents. Yeah. What quote or saying inspires you? I feel like that's also something for me that's like changes as, t- as time's gone on. I feel like I've gone through a lot of transition in the last couple of years. So one, I think being comfortable, being uncomfortable mm. is something I'm trying to like lean into. It's like even this today, like I was like, yo, I'm just going to do this. <laughs> like I ain't never done no podcast. So I was like, I was excited, uh, just energized to like do it. Yeah. Um, not worrying about like whatever, you yeah, know? Exactly. Um, exactly. So that, 
I think it's like uh, Nipsey Hussle always has a quote, like the marathon. So like for me, it's like I'm not I'm trying not to focus too short, I'm trying to just like, you know, look at the long yeah. and just keep going kind of thing. Like no matter what, just, you know, it's all right. Keep going. Yeah. And just for me, it's just like been a lot of gratitude. I've been trying to sit in a lot of gratitude every day. So that's like tough, but it's also like great. Yeah. 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 That I find that that is the hardest part is like sitting, sitting in gratitude, especially with there's so much going on, right? There's, there's, and it also sometimes for me, it feels a little selfish, but I, I have to pour into me in that, in that sense of like so much has happened in these past two years. Like this podcast started at the beginning of the pandemic, like. Yeah. I came in the week and recorded the intro and then we shut down <laughs> yeah. and it was just like, okay. And so that, that changed and there's been so much change and turmoil in, in our country in that whole yeah. time, two period of time. So two year period of time. So it's, it is, I do totally understand that as well. I feel that also as well. Yeah. So this segment is going to be a little bit shorter because we had this conversation a little bit before about like birth stories. Like I've always asked people if they know their birth story yeah. and what they know of their birth story. So you you can share what you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll talk about also, it. Also, so let me just preface it with saying, what number child you are also. All right. right. So I'm the second. Okay. I'm the youngest. So my dad was married. He was actually married before. Mm-hmm. So he had three kids before. They separated and then married my mom. They moved to the States. Came, what was it, like late 70s as refugees. They were in Chicago. So my sister was born in 81 mm-hmm. and I was born in 87. Okay. So I was born... I, most I know really is like, it was like a long labor for sure. I was a big baby. How big? I was like, I think it was like, what's the, what's the average like length? The average length? Yeah. Is 20, about 20, 19 yeah, I think to I was 20 like, and a half. I think I was like 22 or something. Okay. Yeah, that is a and long I was like nine, nine pounds, something like yes. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was a big baby. I was born like early in the morning, 7.30 in the morning in Chicago. So I don't know what too much else. I know I looked mad funny. What do you mean, man? Like, funny. Like the pressure. I think just being in labor for so long. Uh-huh. They, they, that's what my mom and them told me. Like my eyes wasn't open for so long because like it was just so puffy. So that's all I really remember yeah. from them telling me. Anyway. Tell you. Yeah, yeah. I always find it fascinating to, to talk about birth stories because the the thing that putting for me as a doula, I put it in context, right? So you were the second baby for your mom. So subsequent babies are bigger. And as you know, with chiropractic care, your pelvis doesn't go back down to pre-pregnancy yeah, I size. Didn't, I didn't even know that second yeah. babies were bigger. Though. Yeah. Second babies are bigger because they have more room. The mom. Now I want to know how big my sister was. Yeah. Yeah. It's And, and it's good. It makes it's, sense though. Yeah. It's definitely a good thing to know, especially before you start having children. So that way, you know, you get kind of contextualized because you are also tall, yeah, yeah. you know, as well. So, and for the most part, from what I've deduced from birth and, and the clients that I've had, bigger babies aren't usually the taller babies unless they're like the younger babies I've noticed oh, so it's just it's really it's really it's some My sister's tall though too. Yeah. She's like 5'10". How how tall is your mom and dad? My dad oh, they've shrunk now but my dad probably at his peak was like 6'1" mm-hmm. max maybe. Mm-hmm. Mom's like 5'7". Yeah, so they're big people. Yeah, so, they're tall on yeah. both sides. Yeah, like yeah, my mom's my mom's brothers are tall. Tall people, tall people make tall people, as you know from typically, typically my my son. But I outgrew everybody. It's kind of funny. Everybody in the family, just by a couple inches. The same. I'm the youngest, but I'm also the tallest. So yeah, I was like they left the they left the best for last. My sister hates me. My sister hates (laughs) me. 
Now we cool now. Because we got all the bad stuff. That's why. We got all the extra love. Yeah. Now my sister was mean to me when I was young. She like, <laughs> she, this is a story too. She bit, she was like trying to bite my finger off or something when I was like a newborn because she was like so jealous. <laughs> oh. I was like, yeah, I was, yeah. So anytime my mom brings it up, she just like, it's funny. I was like, damn, it's not that serious. <laughs> Oh, that makes me sad because she felt like you're taking her place, I know, right? yeah. you know, as opposed to that, like bringing into the fold of like, this is your brother and you're going to have so much fun together. I feel yeah. like my mom doesn't help that. Yeah. It's like it's a cultural thing, man. It is a cultural thing. They just favor the boy. And the youngest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the youngest. So, yeah, yeah it's you like got a running spoiled. joke. It's a running joke in the fam. Too. Definitely. Like, yeah, Definitely. Just, yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on my appreciate podcast. It, nah, it was really it. great to have you. I, I loved and enjoyed hearing your story and everything that you had to share. I can't wait for people to like find you and start coming to you. Because yeah. it's, I mean, I like I said, I refer you all the time. So. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Anybody you have questions, don't don't hesitate. Yes, don't I'll feel make sure weird. that you exactly. can ask me. I'm on Instagram if you want to reach out. Um, yeah, pivot. say your handles. Yeah, Pivot Cairo. Um, P I V O T. Yeah, C H I R O. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's all I'm really using, and then you can find me at either um, at Great Wellness or Living Well Balanced. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. Yeah, I appreciate you as well. Gracias. Thanks for listening to the Clear Birth Podcast. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find me on Instagram at the Clear Birth Podcast. If you want to send me an email, you can reach me at theclearbirthpodcast at gmail.com. Adios. Hasta luego. Goodbye. Until next time.